Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome into 2021. As always, my name is Blaine Spencer, and welcome into our first 2021 edition of Final Whistle. It's been a true honor being able to start up this podcast again back up in 2020, and now let's continue moving forward in 2021. We've had a great past week of sports. The college football playoff took this past Friday. The NFL playoffs is now set. We're going to dive in on into all of this and break down some of the critical components that's been taking place. And we also took a couple polls this, this past week. We're going to give you the results on how those turned out. So without further ado, let's dive right into the college football playoff first. One blowout happened that we thought was going to happen, and the other one, not so much. Yours truly assumed that it was going to be an Alabama-Clemson matchup, assuming that Alabama would, did blow out Notre Dame 31-14. to But the real surprise, Justin Fields, Ryan Day, and the Ohio State Buckeyes absolutely putting it on the Clemson Tigers, beating them 49-28. to As Brian Kelly noticed in the Alabama game, they just were not able to match up to the speed of the Alabama wide receivers and skilled players on the outside. And they were struggling to tackle. That game ended up having a critical component in it as well. Alabama up 21-7. And Notre Dame had the ball driving. Ian Book makes a critical interception. Alabama went right back down the field and scored. Game went up 28-7. And that was that. Many people argue about that game because it was the highest spread ever in the college football playoff at 19.5 points. Notre Dame scored a late touchdown there to cover the spread and only lose by 17. But again, Ohio State Clemson, Justin Fields, took an absolute beating, injured off of that James Skalski hit. Comes out, six touchdown passes to six incompletions. The dude was 22 of 28 for 385 yards, six touchdowns, only one INT in that one throw. It wasn't even that bad of a throw, misplay by the wide receiver. He was absolutely lights out. He had everything going for him, and he made every play necessary to outduel Trevor Lawrence. And we thought this was going to be the Trevor Lawrence show. Did he put up good numbers? Yeah, 33 of 48, 400 yards, two touchdowns, one INT. But again... To stop the Clemson Tigers like Notre Dame did it earlier in the year, you stop Travis Etienne. Guess how many rush yards he had? 32. 32 rush yards. And the absolute difference of this game was that second quarter where Ohio State outscored Clemson 21-0. After that, it was all she wrote. Game was over. They were just going back and forth scoring in the second half. But I can't tell you enough. I was very high on Clemson myself. As you know, I've mentioned it multiple times. I'm a Notre Dame guy. I knew we were going to struggle this struggle, and I thought Clemson was legit after they poured it on us in the ACC championship. But Ohio State, Ryan Day, he had the game plan of all game plans. All kudos to him. They played lights out. And now, I mean, I highly doubt Trevor Lawrence loses the number one overall pick to Jacksonville. But there are rumors now speculating whether or not Justin Fields did enough. And if he, even if he wins the national championship on this upcoming Monday, can't will that be enough to potentially sneak into the number one overall pick? Highly unlikely, of course. But still, 
absolute crazy good performance. And Trevor Lawrence is out. The Clemson Tigers are eliminated. Trevor Lawrence, first time he has not, he did not make it to the championship game. I assume he's going to declare. He should declare. This is a Jacksonville Jaguars team that has some potential there at their skill positions, if you've been taking notice. But again, kudos. Alabama, Ohio State. There has been some breaking news recently. Ohio State is dealing with COVID again. So there is the potential of a postponement of the national championship. Nothing has been officially released yet. This is all speculation, but Ohio State is having COVID problems at the moment, which may lead to a pushback of the national title game. So look out for that. It's going to be great. In other news, the Heisman Trophy is tonight. You have your four finalists. You have Mac Jones, Alabama, Trevor Lawrence, Clemson, Devontae Smith, Alabama, and Kyle Trask, the quarterback out of Florida. Four outstanding players in this COVID season. Played lights out football, all four of them. We took a poll this past the past couple of days to see who was their Heisman potential winner. And after the vote was released and the finalized, they have selected Devontae Smith. And I couldn't agree more. Devontae Smith has been a lethal player after Jalen Waddle went down. He was more of an outside receiver. Steve Sarkeesian, who's now the head coach of Texas, great hire for Texas, is used Devontae Smith in so many ways. He, ma he made sure that he ma had his best player touching the ball at all times. Coming out of the slot, playing outside, playing inside, reverses, stepping back as a running back, punt returner, kick returner, etc. And this, was, this is probably the best season and the best opportunity for a wide receiver or a non-quarterback to win the Heisman. I think it's going to be a great opportunity. I think Devontae Smith deserves it. He is how Alabama goes. I mean, I assume they pro without him, they probably would have still beat Notre Dame, but they would it wouldn't have been as dominant. That's how lethal he is. Nobody can guard him. He's going to be a top five draft pick. And what all you can say is that he was nothing short of spectacular this year. Heisman Trophy is announced again tonight. We, we have spoken. I have spoken. We think it's going to be Devontae Smith. Go check that out tonight to see what is going to happen. So let's transition now to the NFL. The NFL playoffs are set. And the, especially in the AFC, there were so many different teams that had the potential of being in, being out. And... Out of these respected teams, you had Baltimore, Cleveland, Indianapolis, Tennessee, Miami. And the team that was left out, the Miami Dolphins. A 10-6 football team, even with the extra playoff team of having seven teams in, Miami was left out as everyone else won, and they finished with an 11-5 record. Cleveland. Held on to beat backup quarterback in Mason Rudolph in Pittsburgh, 24-22. And now guess what? They get to play each other again this upcoming Sunday night. This time in Pittsburgh, not in Cleveland. Kudos to Baker Mayfield. He did everything he had to in that last second drive. He made sure his legs were a crucial component. And as he said at the Combine, they were getting a winner. And he has finally turned them around 11-5. What a story. Breaking the longest streak. In postseason history, since 2002, Cleveland has not been to the postseason. And now they're back. 
So that's a great story there. Baltimore, one of the hottest teams coming in. And you know I am a huge Lamar Jackson guy. You let that man do him. They absolutely destroyed Cincinnati. They're coming in very hot. Winning four or five games in a row now. And they're going to be a scary team as they're going to be traveling to Tennessee uh, this, this upcoming Sunday to take on the Tennessee Titans who had to pull off a miraculous comeback after blowing a substantial lead against Houston to end up winning that game in regulation on a game-winning field goal. A.J. Brown was absolutely spectacular. And Derrick Henry, 2,000 rushing yards. He is the king. We call him King Henry. He is that. An absolute force. Led this league in carries, rush yards, rushing touchdowns for the two years in a row. And if Aaron Rodgers or Josh Allen weren't cooking, he would be right there in the MVP conversation. I mean, he's probably going to finish third or fourth in that conversation, but an absolute incredible year for him. The eighth player to ever rush for 2,000 yards. Congratulations to him. And for that matchup, Remember, Tennessee went into Baltimore last year in the divisional round and absolutely smacked Baltimore around. I think this game's going to be way more electric than that. Baltimore's been playing for the postseason for the last four to five weeks. And Tennessee, they've been a little inconsistent now, but they find ways to win. Going to be a great matchup there. Two run-heavy football teams. Smash-mouth football like that one as well. And lastly, the final AFC game, the Indianapolis Colts is going to Buffalo to play the hottest offense there is. Miami ran into a freight train and Josh Allen only played the first half. And Buffalo put up 50, a 50 point 50 on them on that Miami defense. That Miami defense is legit. And it's unfortunate because I have Buffalo and Indianapolis were the two teams that I thought had the best chance to knock off Kansas City the way they played. Indianapolis had to beat Jacksonville. They did took care of business there. And Buffalo absolutely hammered Miami again. And Buffalo, ever since losing to Kansas City, they've only lost once. And we all know that was the Hale Murray by the Arizona Cardinals. So, going to see what we're going to see there. Another interesting matchup. The defense of Indianapolis and their run start offense against that high-flying offense in Buffalo. That will be taking place on Saturday. So, those are the three matchups in the AFC. Unfortunately, Miami was the team left out. It's going to be really interesting to note that also in one of our polls, we said, what were the most intriguing matchups in the playoffs that you wanted to see? And two of them are coming from the AFC, as Steelers-Browns was selected, and Colts-Bills, which is interesting. I want, it wasn't specified what uh, matchup it's going to be, but two different teams there could be really intriguing. All three of those AFC matchups, where I think, other than Buffalo being a substantial favorite, the other two games can go either way. All four of those teams in Baltimore, Tennessee, Pittsburgh, and Cleveland are all evenly matched. Those games will go down to the wire. It's going to be interesting to see Pittsburgh. They're going to have Big Ben back. They did have TJ Watt not play, etc. A couple other defensive players. But for the most part, Pittsburgh played their guys this past weekend. They only lost by two to Cleveland, so they're probably 
really intrigued by how this is going to go. And I think they're going to do really well there. Now let's transition to the NFC. As we know now, Green Bay beat Chicago very handily. Aaron Rodgers is basically locked up the MVP as that bad man that he is. Yes, sir, he is that bad man, as Stephen A. Smith says. Absolutely insane year for him. Definitely has been a career, one of his career years. Ended up beating Chicago. Chicago still ended up getting into the playoffs. Arizona ended up losing to Los Angeles. Rams this past weekend, which put Chicago in as they held the tiebreaker. So it'll be New Orleans versus Chicago. That'll be taking place on Sunday. That was also a game that many thought it was going to be intriguing. More than anything, it's going to be interesting to see how Mitch Trubisky handles the pressure of playing a dominant defense that is in New Orleans. Drew Brees is starting to figure it out. The offense is starting to hum. That defense has been legit all year. It's going to be a real tall task for Chicago. But it's going to be interesting to see how they handle everything. Next matchup we have the Washington football team ended up taking the NFC East, or least, oh, excuse me, NFC East, uh, taking down the Philadelphia Eagles this past weekend after the Giants had hope after defeating Dallas earlier in the day. And then there has been controversy in that from that Eagles-Washington game as Doug Peterson made a very questionable decision, taking out Jalen Hurts and putting in Nate Sudfeld. And another thing, Carson Wentz did not dress. Carson Wentz was inactive, a healthy scratch. I think that's more alarming than actually putting Nate Sudfeld in the game as they clearly gave Washington the division in that fourth quarter, putting Sudfeld in at the very for the last four to five drives. And you could see the expression on Jalen Hurts's face saying it ain't right this isn't right I did my job and some questionable decisions in the third quarter they went for it on fourth down Jalen ended up missing a wide open receiver in the end zone when they could have kicked from the five yard line to tie the game up at 17 Sudfeld threw an interception he fumbled giving Washington three more points and then it was all she wrote they couldn't really move the ball whatsoever and Doug Peterson said he made a decision that was helping the team try to win it didn't look like that. And it, everyone has come out on social media questioning the integrity of the game. Personally, I mean, it did look like he gave the game away, which is unfortunate to see. It did hinder the opportunity for Jalen Hurts and Philadelphia to actually try to win the game. Would they have won the game? We don't know. And we will never know. Because Washington defense was playing outstanding in that second half. Shutting out Philadelphia in all due respect in that second half. So it's very intriguing to see what's going to happen there. With what the Carson Wentz situation, Jalen Hurts, Nate Sudfeld, Doug Peterson, Howie Roseman. What's going to happen? Are they going to break up? Are they going to try and fix everything? Philadelphia is in shambles at the moment. And it's unfortunate to see. As for Washington, they won. Handled business. They're now going to be taking on Tampa Bay Buccaneers with... Tom Brady and Bruce Arians in the crew. Mike Evans did end up getting hurt on that game on Sunday. It looked like he injured his knee or his ankle there. Lower leg injury. It's going to be interesting to see whether or not he'll be able to go. But as you know, what Buccaneers are heavy favorites in that one. Going to be an intriguing matchup to see. And Chase Young came out, came out the other day. I want Tom. We want Tom Brady. I want to sack Tom. 
And Bruce Arians came out today. Be careful what you wish for. So going to be an outstanding matchup there with the vaunted D-line that the Washington football team has with those first-rounders, as well as the GOAT himself, Tom Brady, on the other side, trying to pick and choose a way to Chris Godwin, Gronkowski, Cameron Brayton, Antonio Brown, the whole crew, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, the list goes on. They've got all the weapons. Mike Evans, again, that'll be another intriguing matchup just to see the comparison against the offense and the defense. As for Washington, really interesting. Ron Rivera came out today. Potential of rotating quarterbacks as Alex Smith's calf was irritating him in the second half of the Philadelphia game this past Sunday. So he said there might be a rotation between Alex Smith and Taylor Heineke to try and see which quarterback's going to have the hot hand and be able to potentially pull off the upset in Washington. The final matchup, it's going to be the Seattle Seahawks and the LA Rams. An NFC West battle. We love to see it. Seattle's the three seed. LA's the six seed. Remember, as I just mentioned earlier, LA beat Arizona in the battle of backup quarterbacks. As Kyler Murray ended up getting hurt on the first series, he didn't return till late in the fourth quarter trying to mount a comeback. And it was just too little too late. Jared Goff with his thumb. There is still speculation that it's unlikely he will be able to go this Saturday against Seattle. And again, another fascinating matchup. These two are rivals. They're the top two of the division at the moment. Uh, we thought San Francisco would be there, and they unfortunately are not. They've hit the injury uh, report every week. So again, another interesting matchups. Their offense versus defense. Russell Wilson versus Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, etc. And this Rams defense is good enough to carry them, especially. Uh, against DK Metcalf and the crew Tyler Lockett and Russell Wilson again for the Seattle offense. And Seattle off defense struggles. Can John Wolford be good enough to potentially push the Rams down the field, get some short fields by the defense, and take advantage of his opportunities? Who knows? Catch me on Friday as I'm going to have two guests and we're going to break down every single wild card game as well as the national championship if it has not yet been postponed. And it will be taking place next Monday. As always, I'm your host, Blaine Spencer. Welcome to 2021, everybody. We're hoping it's going to be great in comparison to what has happened in 2020. So, everyone, just keep moving forward. Keep pressuring forward. It's going to be great there. And watch out for my episode that's going to be coming out on Friday. Have a great week, everyone. Stay safe. And God bless.